Ignorance We're scotting all of our Ignorance Is this thing Yeah 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 Spoilers in the show Watch out for them we can't use this. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast about a different way of viewing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me is the man with the beauty on the outside but the beast on the inside, Oliver Deer. Oh, love my tagline this week, Scott Stand-Up Comedy Martin. <laughs> I specifically said before the show to not mention this. I didn't say you were standing up, I just said you are into stand-up comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but now you're revealed as a person who's standing up to try and feel more powerful. Now, if, now if I sit back down in my chair, will, you, will I be a sit-down comedian? <laughs> oh, boy. I bet those jokes are funny. Hey, guys, you can check my uh, my podcast, uh, my uh, stand-up <laughs> album on Spotify. <laughs> nah, don't. It's called uh, Scott Martin, Wild and Untamed. <laughs> right. How, how's your little week been? My week's been way good. Yep. We got to go do the cinema together this week, uh, finally, after being separated. Back at it again, the two boys. The yep. two country boys are back in the big old city. Yep. We're taking the world by storm, but mostly just the, the Belmont area. Yep. We're here with, with Babe, the pig. We're, we're in the city. <laughs> oh. <laughs> George Miller's here. We've got lots of things to talk about today. We're going to discuss Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan's new film about war, yep. and other th- things that relate to that. And we're going to start the show with, because you're an angry boy... I hate I can see myself you. and the world. I can see you from here. I can see your little mad face. What is grinding your gears? What is pinching your cheek? <laughs> What's cracking your iPhone? What what brand of tag is wiggling at the back of your shirt? What cockroach has been caught in your energy drink and then you've drunk? That's happened to me. Has it really? <laughs> yeah. A cockroach specifically or just yeah, some kind was, of insect? A dead cockroach in my energy drink. How uh, did it get there? I left it out. Side overnight. So it's your fault. Yeah, and then I went to drink it the next day thinking, oh, well, I really like energy drink. That raises more questions. Why are you drinking all flat, overnight, opened energy drink? I don't know. I thought thought it would be good, and it had a cockroach in it, a dead cockroach, and it went into my mouth. The whole thing, or or did it just press up against your lips? It pressed up against my lips and a little bit into my lips, (laughs) and then I... Definitely washing my mouth out with toothbrush and stuff. What are we talking about? <laughs> anyway, what is your pet peeve yeah. for this week regarding movies? All right, let's 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 do a pet peeve super early. Yeah. Morally. Morally. World's worst It's time for pet peeves. I, I hate it when there's a movie or a TV show. Okay. Um, I just hate it. Oh, yeah. Genuinely. <laughs> I hate it when it, when it features a war... Um, but then the main character passes out just as it's like getting really intense. Oh, okay. Um, and then they wake up and then a minor character uses exposition to be like, yeah, we did it. We won. You so, know? Yeah. Um, I, the thing that I was watching that this actually happened in is uh, television royalty yeah. juggernaut Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, in season one, Peter Dinklage's character gets like knocked out just as the big stuff was happening and I was thinking well that's money constraint yeah but money constraints that, that won't happen now will it they'd, they'd oh. have so much money <laughs> yeah that's true but this happens in like film as well does it well I don't know name one no <laughs> 
<laughs> when you said that, I think, I think, yeah, I can think of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, but like... <laughs> <laughs> when else it happened? Yeah, I know they did it in season one and season two, actually. And I know it was, it was a war, it was a battle that was covered in the book, but in the TV show, it literally, yeah, he gets knocked out. And then in season two, they're riding to war and then it fades to black. As and then it comes back up and there's dead bodies everywhere. Um, it's it's things like that that really take you out of the the show, though. I guess when you, I didn't hear any of that because I was silently writing in character knocked out film war <laughs> into Google. <laughs> I should have I should have done more research on this. You have had this. an epic, uh, may I say, fuck up today, and you have not researched <laughs> this one. Give us another one. I, okay. you, the audience deserves another one. Yeah. <laughs> give us I'm another than, little pet peeve. I'm more than happy to do another one, but I just... The reason why I chose this one was because we're talking about Dunkirk today. Yeah. And clearly this is a movie where that did not happen, but there was a character at the end that just woke up from, like, a nap. Yeah. You know? And it was, oh, like, okay. one of, the, like, the last, the last scenes. Spoiler alert, I guess, but it's not. But, like, he's just, like, one dude, and he just, like, wakes up and the beach is empty. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, like, who's this, that lad? Yeah, I don't know. This could have been like a movie from his perspective. <laughs> yeah, right. Could have been the same Peter Dinklage moment from Game <laughs> of Thrones. Yeah, from his perspective, he was like, oh, it's that damn pet peeve where I've fallen asleep <laughs> during the war. Oh, this happens all the time, especially <laughs> in season one and two of Game of Thrones. <laughs> all right, let's let's have a look through my my many lists of um pet peeves here. Yeah. Um. Now, last last week. We spoke very briefly about um, your favourite TV show of all time, mm-hmm. um, Dan Schneider's iCarly. <laughs> and this it's is another re- this is another pet peeve present in iCarly. Okay. Um, it's not so much of a pet peeve, just like I understand why it happens, but I see it um, more so than I should because it's the same joke being used over and over by different shows. Mm-hmm. But when a character is holding a computer... Yeah. And instead of, like, the Apple logo as, like, a uh-huh. MacBook, they change it into a pear. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, a bite taken out of the pear. Cool. They're like, hey, look, check out my pear phone or yeah. my, my pear book. Oh, I do love a bit of uh, fake product placement to get around that issue. <laughs> I was looking up this um, I was looking up this pet peeve last week because I was going to use it. Yeah. But I couldn't find examples of it changing to a pear rather than iCarly. Yeah, I think iCarly has the pear down packed. I don't think another company has... Just changed outright, changed it to a pair. But there was like a list on um like TV tropes website. Oh, okay, changing it to um like using stickers to cover up over the top of yeah, it. Yeah, right. so it's literally just like if you gr- it's like a a female like teenager character they would just mm. like plaster stickers all over the front of it yeah. so it covers it up completely. Yeah, it's just literally like a here's a sticker of Harry Styles put directly over the top of the Apple logo. Right, it's like it it. <laughs> brings more attention to it to me. I notice it every time. Yeah, it's they cover it up with a bit of set design. I know um, one of the episodes of Black Mirror where the teen, teen boy has a laptop, his thing is just plastered with memes and... <laughs> and I also don't like culture. it when it's been changed to, like... They get, like, a sticker that's the exact, like, colour of the, the top of a MacBook, so it's completely barren rather than stickers all over it. Oh, okay. They just don't have the logo there because they just put something over the top of it. Yeah. And, like, it, that looks more weird and more attention's going to it. But and I guess... But then you're thinking about Apple. So is that more of a... Is that product product placement technically? Because you're getting your audience to think about it? Yeah. Another really one cares? that takes you out of it is um, search engines. 
when characters go <laughs> yeah. to like Google and it's not Google, it's like find.com yeah. or searchme.com. Do you or, know an example? Here we go. Put you on the spot for oh, once. Fuck. Do you know an example of when it's not Google, but it is like another company? Oh, yeah, Bing. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, Sp- the amazing yeah. Spider-Man. That is Bing. the most... So bad. Let's talk about Spider-Man some more. <laughs> Fucking Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man series, had so many things wrong with it, but the most wrong thing was a teenage boy using Bing search rather than Google search. Yeah, I think I've seen Bing in a couple of things, like recent, in just TV shows or something. Bing heeds us. We are pop culture juggernauts, Ollie and I at Ignorance is this. Yeah. You will never... Be close to what Google is. Yeah. <laughs> Give up, please. Stop, stop giving studios your money. It's not worth it. People laugh at your search yeah, engine. I, I, think, I swear to God I've heard someone say Bing in a TV show. Like, Have you ever heard someone use the word Bing in real life? No. <laughs> no. Uh, y- you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people try to do it because they want to be anti-establishment and not use Google. <sighs> but... You're you're making a foolery of yourself by actually just saying something like "bing it" or "ask Jeeves it," or <laughs> let's see what Jeeves has to say. Yeah, let's ask him. <laughs> I think there's like a good bit one of the um the more recent episodes of The Simpsons. It's when they go to the future. Yeah. Um, Google has like taken over the whole world, and it's like a big like evil corporation. Okay. And Lisa's standing in it like it's um it's um Professor X's like palace in um the X Men movies. Mm. You know how he's like one big like dome room and he sits in the middle of it. Mm. It's like that. And Lisa says something like, "Google, you may have been an evil corporation that has taken over the world, but you're still a damn fine search engine. <laughs> like no matter what, they will never do anything wrong enough that people won't will change over to Bing. I think. <laughs> do you know what a product placement? Uh, sort of thing and, th- and this is where they did have a product placement but like I didn't even realise it was product placement I thought they were making fun of it the whole time is in community when um Shirley tries to open a sandwich shop and then the yeah. community colleges organises a subway to take it over and then they have a whole like arc about how subway t- pretty much takes over the school and a, a character is actually his, he has to change his name to sub- subway legally and like the Britta Fallers is in love with him, and she's like, "No, Subway, don't go." Like, and it's sort of funny because his name is Subway, and it's silly. But do you like that or not like but, that? Like, I didn't even like. I didn't necessarily think it was super funny. I guess it was like quirky in a way, but I didn't realize until recently, just thinking back on it, like, oh, they actually would have had to pay Subway, or Subway would have paid them a lot of money to do that. Yeah. I did not realize for a second. That they just thought of that? That they just thought to use subways, like, as a plot? Yeah. I think, oh, there was money changing hands there. <laughs> See, for me, it was the opposite. I spent, like, those couple of episodes, like, kind of, like, rolling my eyes, oh, being okay. like, wow, what a what a sellout to a corporation <laughs> like Subway. But then again, they did do something different with it, which is yeah. interesting. They sort of made Subway an antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a way. So... Mm-hmm. It was interesting, but yeah, I mean that's an example. I think I because I imagine community as this above, uh, like streets ahead. Yeah, it's streets ahead <laughs> of like corporatization and and selling out. But yeah, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Scott! I've had a little bit of a thought this week, and oh. I thought we'll do it now instead of 
They're usually well, early slot it takes in the show. But as it, instead of us thinking of new ideas for different segments, what we're going to do instead is just <laughs> rearrange them. <laughs> yeah. Pet peeves comes first, baby. Yeah, the fans will be like, uh, uh, fans quotation marks. Uh, fans will be like, what? They had pet peeves at the at the start instead of the usual end slot it takes. Not my podcast. <laughs> Things have changed too much. Um, Tell us your thought. What anyway, you, you were just talking about. Uh, how product placement takes you out of a movie or like the absence of product placement because they had to change it to do copyright. Yep. Um, I wanted to talk about actors that can take you out of a movie because <laughs> you know who they are. So this is... Yep. Now, th- two instances of this have happened since last week when we did the podcast and I actually thought of it then for some reason. But two instances, instances have happened since. The first was uh, Game of Thrones spoiler... Um, the first episode of season seven aired and Ed Sheeran had a small cameo. Uh, I guess the way I would describe initially seeing him, and I knew he was going to be in the season. I knew it was announced that he would be in like a small cameo role. Um, the way I would describe it is like seeing an iPhone in Game of Thrones. Oh, it is so not. Oh, I, I know, like in, in hindsight, I don't think so. I don't think so in hindsight. I think if I watch it again, it's fine. Yeah, but when I first saw him... hindsight is 2020, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw him, I was just a bit like, ooh, modern day in my Game of Thrones. Not my yes. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there was fan backlash. The second you hear his voice, you are taken out of it. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, especially the piece of dialogue, I'm sure, that you want to rant about. Oh, his, the thing the, that his he dialogue says, was... Um, Aya asked, what is that song? And he turns, not quite directly into the camera lens, but he sort of turns and said, it's a new one. Oh, and, <laughs> it's new. Yeah. And then you, I was waiting for the Twitter drop. Check out my new album, my new song. <laughs> yeah. Link to Spotify, yeah. link to Tidal, <laughs> link to Apple Music. If that had happened, I definitely would have been like, this is an iPhone in Game of Thrones moment. Yeah, sure. But no, that I, in hindsight, it's fine because it sort of just, it was actually a good scene, I thought. It was a very un-Game of Thrones-like scene because the group of boys there is so wholesome. They're just talking around a campfire and no one's talking about anything rapey or murdery or anything super bad. Yeah. Uh, which is Nothing com- starring Jonah Hill or Michael Cera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. not. Definitely not those comedy boys. Um, I wanted to talk about not just those, um, but also just other actors that might appear in... Um, in things that just take you out. Uh, the second example, of course, was Harry Styles was in the Dunkirk movie. And yeah. we'll discuss that in a sec. But, like, what are some other actors in Hollywood where you see them, and maybe they actually are professional actors, unlike Ed Sheeran or Harry Styles, but that you, <laughs> you know them too well? Yeah. And you just can't get into it? Um, do you have an example? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, have you seen Anchorman? Yeah. Have you seen Anchorman 2? Yep. <laughs> you know who I'm about to mention? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know that Kanye West made uh, made a guest appearance in Anchorman 2 until yeah. I saw it and clearly taken out of the mm. the immersion of it just because he's my favourite artist or human mm. being. See, that was used effectively in a way that this scene is so over the top and silly mm. where all the, um, all the news reporters and everyone are battling each other in a public park yeah. using actual weapons and <laughs> it's just completely ridiculous. It 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 worked in context of that film, whereas 
Ed Sheeran is supposed to be so grounded in reality. But then again, no, you're not. This is a world of dragons. It's a world of dragons, but it is a drama at the same time. My counterexample to other actors would be like that comedy actors are sort of okay to have an, like in a comedy film, it's okay to have these celebrity cameos because it's not so much, uh, not so much, um, super serious. But when you see a comedy actor in a serious film, sometimes it, I feel like sometimes it can draw you out a bit for a second, maybe not for the whole thing. Like if you see a Seth Rogen or a Jonah Hill in a, in a super serious film. I think initially... You Money were, Bowl. And Money, I just spent that whole time thinking, what was that freaking movie with Jonah Hill and people actually liked it? Yeah. yeah. Money Bowl, that's right. Like Seth Rogen was in, I want to say American Hustle. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he was... I'm not sure. Uh, he was He was in a serious one. But like you sort of are drawn out for a sec, but it, if they're a good enough actor, you forget about it over time. Like Jonah Hill, actually, he did well. Yeah. I would say. And so comedy actors in serious dramas can sometimes bring you out. And I feel that's because comedy actors, you know a lot about them in real life. You learn about them a lot on interviews and stuff. Okay. Yeah, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Whereas some, like, you can name a lot of serious actors you don't know a lot about and you can buy them more as their actor in the film. Yeah. Tom, Tom Hardy would be an example. I don't, you don't know much about Tom Hardy, so you can buy him in a film yeah. more easily. Yep. How about the example of Johnny Depp or Tom Cruise? huge names and you know about them personally so when you see them in movies you're a bit like Johnny Depp's character or hey look there goes Johnny Depp or hey look there goes Tom Cruise you don't think hey look there goes Ethan Hawke (laughs) from (laughs) Mission Impossible even though you maybe once did but now Tom Cruise is in the media a lot so you know a lot about him Peter Dinklage or someone like that you can't think of you can't see Peter Dinklage on on screen and mm. not think of Tyrion or think of Peter Dinklage, the yeah. actor. Yeah. I'll chuck you a quote from Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's probably that kind of person as well. You, so you reckon when you see Kevin Spacey, you're like, there's Kevin Spacey. Yeah, just because I love him so much. That That's the thing. I think that too. <laughs> but, he's, but he's not like, he's not a Tom Cruise. No. Yeah, you're, yeah he, that's a good point. He's right down the middle. But for us as mm, big fans. Yes. Like, if you don't know who he is, you will buy him. Um, I Here's a quote from him. Uh, just a little article here. Kevin Spacey has always kept the detail, details of his private life closely guarded, as he explains in this interview. It's not that I want to create some bullshit mystique by maintaining a silence about my personal life. It is just that the less you know about me, the easier to, it, it is to convince you that I am the character on screen. Cool. It allows an audience to come into the movie theater and believe I am that person. That's really, I. that's yeah. a great quote. Yeah. And that com- that makes complete sense. As an actor, you should be doing that. Yeah. Wow. Very insightful, Mr. Space. <laughs> I'll just chuck you some quick Harry Potter characters. <laughs> so Characters or actors? Uh, actors. So when you see a Harry Potter character yeah. or, uh, or actor, you're, you think, there's Ron Weasley, there's Draco Malfoy. Yep. That's <laughs> the uh, the third season of The Flash has been out for a year now, yeah. and they had they had uh, Tom Felton in the like as a series regular, mm. and I'm pretty sure in episode two they used the words philosopher's stone, yeah. and I was like, oh come on, just too on the nose mm. here. The one I just think... just give him a cloak that's like got some green on it somewhere, and <laughs> let him wear that, and let it be a little nod. Yeah. Don't use the words philosopher's stone. <laughs> it's too much. The one I think who is breaking the mold is Daniel Radcliffe because he's he's really trying hard to break the typecast and doing a lot of things 
that aren't like Harry Potter at all. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Horns. Oh, yeah. Horns. He's a bit of an ass. Uh, Swiss Army man. He's a corpse. <laughs> he uses his ass a lot in yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's quite a dumb corpse too. It's quite it's quite humorous. Um, uh, Ericus. What? That uh, Broadway stage oh, show that he did yep. with the horses. Yep. And uh, then he did How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, where he's is a musical. Yep. Which you, he's never shown any... Well, I mean, I don't know of every single movie that he's been in, but I don't yeah. think he'd ever shown any like musical talent before then, so that was a big step. Mm. The first one I saw with him after Harry Potter was The Woman in Black. I didn't see that because that looked scary. <laughs> that one was a bit... Because it was like the f- first or second movie he'd done after Harry Potter, you are a bit like... Use the use your magic, Harry. Get out of this situation. <laughs> use the force, Harry. <laughs> use the force. Um, but yeah, after that, he really. I think he really does try to break the mold, and he chooses. He doesn't choose like blockbusters. He chooses random, random stuff so that he doesn't have to be typecast as this yeah. as this boy wizard. But then again, he was in that uh, now you see me too, in which he plays a magician. Yes, which is very similar to a wizard. <laughs> Um, but he's a villain, which is the opposite of Harry Potter. He started in a movie called, oh, I want to say, it's about neo-Nazis. It's called... Uh, <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> it starts with an I in Insidious. No, yeah, Inglorious Bastards. I'm pretty sure that's about Nazis. <laughs> You'll look it up, I'm sure. Sure, let me look um, it up right now. But it's about neo-Nazis, and that's the first one where I was, he was, I was watching him as the main lead, and halfway through I would just forget he was Daniel Radcliffe. Imperium. I, Imperium, right. Even though at the start I'm like, there's my boy, there's Daniel, <laughs> yeah. there's Harry Potter. Halfway through I was like, oh, I actually forgot he's just Daniel Radcliffe for a second. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, he did a good job. Is that quite good though? It is quite good. He yep. also did that movie um, What If, which is a romantic comedy, um, like really lighthearted thing. Yep. He's yeah. done everything. What a good boy. He's doing a lot of things. Yep. No offense, Ollie, but we're 25 minutes in. We should start talking about what uh, yes. we're And that, that leads us to <laughs> Harry Styles in the new movie Dunkirk by yeah. Christopher Nolan. Let's begin, weirdly. What did you think of Harry Styles? <laughs> Harry Styles was better than I was expecting. Yep. And that doesn't mean that I was going in with low expectations. I trust Nolan. Yep. I think that the second that they cast him and people were... um. People were, like, disliking the trailers. Mm-hmm. It had, like, a bad ratio because oh, really? people were saying, like, I can't believe you put styles in just to, like, bring in some extra fans mm. and bring in some extra money. No, I, I had full faith that he knew what he was doing mm. and it, it actually managed to pay off, didn't it? Yeah. I thought he was quite good. He was given actual emotional scenes with mm-hmm. dialogue. He probably had one of the, maybe, like, the third most dialogue-heavy character in the whole film because no one else really spoke. Yeah, it was a very non-dialogue-heavy movie. And, we, and he was good. He was a bit of an asshole at one point, like raising his voice and pointing at people and blah, yeah. blah, blah, really stressful moment. And he pulled it off, which yeah. I'm proud of him. He did really well. And I was... I'm a, I'm a big Harry Styles Initially, because a lot of people weren't talking, I was wondering, like, uh, is he just not going to talk? Is he just going to be <laughs> this character who is just on screen? Yeah. And is, is that how they're hiding it? <laughs> is that how they're hiding his terrible acting? Initially, I was like... There's Harry Styles. I've been waiting for him, but initially, uh, eventually, I found it good. I found it good that they put him in because there's a lot of there's a lot of handheld, and it gets very dark sometimes. And oh, it's so good that I could pick out a face yeah. and be like, "There's Harry." Okay, cool. I, there's a recognizable face because yep. cool. Out of the main three boys or the soldiers, 
uh, they weren't any recognisable actors besides Harry Styles. Yeah, they and even unknowns. some... One of the guys looked quite like Harry Styles. Like, yeah. I, I thought in, in, like, the opening scene, I was like, wow, they got Styles in straight away. I know, yeah, I saw that, and I thought, that looks like Styles, but also not. Yeah. But I'm wondering how good the makeup is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thoughts about the movie okay. now, especially since you've since watched the trailers. Mm-hmm. So w- w- what did you think of the trailers? I um, I really enjoyed the trailers before the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting more and more hype about the film as, as days passed. I knew that I, I'm a Nolan fan. I was excited for it. And the trailers didn't spoil too much. It was no Spider-Man situation. I was ready. Yeah. Um, and then watching the movie, and then since re-familiarizing myself with the trailers for the sake of this podcast, I realized that you couldn't really do wrong with the trailers here. Okay. I said to you before the show, I've got a hot take about the trailers. Yeah. My hot take is there's pretty much nothing you could do to get a bad trailer out of this because there's not much you can really spoil. In terms of the film, there's like maybe two things that are worth spoiling. Yeah. There's the, and I'm going to say them, there's the, um, the boy... Uh, the teenage boy dying on the ship that's heading to Dunkirk. Yeah. Um, with Cillian Murphy in the in the boat with him. Yep. And the fact that Harry Styles and the other boy that looks like Harry Styles lives, and people are yeah. c- celebrating their aliveness at the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> but besides, but there's like an hour, two hours worth of just bang bang shooting. Something is. There's some bullets, there's some bombs, there's some boats, and there's some planes, and there's lots of people, lots of extras. Yeah. And you can just cut that in any way or shape or form, and you're going to get the, okay, this movie is cinematic, this movie is loud, this movie is, like, gritty, Mm. and there's not much that you could really, like, accidentally say too much of, unless if you show those two shots, Mm. which they didn't do, clearly, because that would ruin everything. Yeah. But that's, like, a 1%, like, thing of the entire movie that's actually worth spoiling the rest is just the same kind of thing over and over again Mm -hmm. you know Mm. here's a bomb dropping down on this thing yeah they're on a boat uh 20 seconds later there's more bombs going on their boat now they're off the boat they're swimming in the water (laughs) they're underwater a lot of different boats a lot of different planes Uh, yeah it was just a it was exhausting (laughs) (laughs) it was an exhausting movie to watch it was it was from start to finish incredibly intense yeah there was I would say never downtime until the very end. No, it was. It's not fun at all. It's not. It's not a popcorn movie. <laughs> no, you know you gotta you gotta watch this. Yeah, just intensely. And I would say like with the trailers, it's it's hard enough to piece together some of the plot in the movie. Exactly. Let, let alone piece together in the trailer because the movie is split into three storylines and they are set in different times, which makes it sometimes you forget that the the first time is set a week, which starts a week prior to the the end of the battle, I guess. So it's one week before the end of the battle. Um, yeah. And that's set at, um, at the jetty or uh, at the pier, which is called the mole at the beach of Dunkirk. Yeah. The second storyline is a day before the end of the battle is set um, at the, at sea uh, by one of the civilians coming to rescue um, the soldiers from Dunkirk. And, the final is an hour before the end of the battle, which is set in the air with Tom Hardy as a pilot. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was it was you did sometimes forget the the chronological aspect of it, but it it all worked together in the end, and it all 
melded together quite nicely. Yeah. But yeah, from the trailer, there was no... Um, something I really liked about the trailer was that you did not have a sense that not everything was happening chronologically. Yeah. There was... Yeah, there wasn't any sense of that. You just saw diff- there were different uh, aspects. And the first trailer was the best. It only had... As far as I can remember, it only had um, scenes from the mole yeah, scene. Yeah, I think that's it only right had, as well. Yeah. Uh, I'll call them the three soldiers, which included Harry Styles and the main guy and the German guy. <laughs> yeah. And they were the three main boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, hot, hot, quick trivia thing. Are you aware that the main captain man, who was the, the major on the jetty... Uh, the one with the, uh, the blonde hair that looked a lot like John Watson from Sherlock? Yeah. I spent the whole time being like, that looks like he could play John Watson's dad. Do you know dad. who he is? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Professor uh, Gilderoy Lockhart. No, I was going to say <laughs> that's um that's Martin Freeman's real life father. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's uh, That's Gilderoy. Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart is one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite films. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't know that. I love yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit more chubby in this, I guess. He does look so much bush. like John Watson. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he was the commander, um I guess. Yeah, that's a hot piece of hot quick news yeah. and uh hot trivia knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I really like the first trailer and the second trailer or the extended trailer was a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. I would say if anything is called the extended trailer and you see that from now, Scott, don't watch it. Oh, Cause okay. like a five minute long thing, but maybe, I, but maybe you can watch it. Yeah, I'm it, deliberately trying to yes. watch that to get as yeah. much content but, to spoil yeah. myself as, as <laughs> possible, you know? Okay. Well, I would recommend to listeners that if you're going to watch any trailers at all, watch official trailers like one and two don't watch anything called an extended trailer which goes for maybe five minutes if it's a two minute trailer good yep if it's a five minute trailer avoid because they throw in so much stuff and sometimes they just repeat a lot of the shots yeah or they will they'll have this sort of arc in the trying to in the story they're trying to hype and then they will end that hype and then they will start another sort of arc that they're going to explain yeah i guess yeah they're very messy the those extended trailers what do you think about the use of sound in Ama- this? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. Disagree. Oh, oh, okay. It was too loud. Okay. <laughs> this is why? Well, just because like just every time anything would happen it would be too loud. But like, do you, you think that's cuz we were sitting very close to yes. the speakers? <laughs> um no, we have we we were forced uh quite close to the screen. Yeah. Um and I get that it's supposed to simulate the horrors of war how loud it can get and how it's supposed to like vibrate you to your heart that yeah. your chest is moving with yeah. the sound but i just every time that there would be a a plane coming around and it's the most shrieking mm. loudest sounds of planes and every time they just come back i was just going oh not again <laughs> which which is i guess is good but it's it was very loud it was very loud i i personally liked it because i felt like the Bay of Dunkirk or the beach just felt like hell. It yeah, just, it was it was living hell for the soldiers. It was even partially living hell for the people watching it because they had to endure these really loud bombs going off, really loud planes, mm-hmm. really loud bullets, bullets firing, and <laughs> yeah, especially there was one scene where they're in a a ship that is beached, so it's really echoey. And when a bullet comes in, it's like this stinging. Sn- yeah. snake of a it is literally piercing really loud. piercing yeah um yeah I, that's a great that's a great example of that scene being like a really it's it was kind of 
like Hitchcock, Hitchcocky, mm. in the way that it's because he was uh, quite against shock in films, like oh, okay. just like they're just being like la di da da da, just walking down the street, and then suddenly there's a big explosion. Right. This was a great use of suspense, yeah, but at the same time as shock, like it wasn't because when you see suspense, it's usually like. A, uh, there's like an orchestra behind it getting like mm. higher and higher pitched with a violin and then the action happened mm. this was a great example of there being like both of those things happening where it was suspenseful because you think shit there's, there's going to be another another bullet going through that area of the boat happening any second now but you don't quite know what it is so the suspense is there but then when it does go through it's shock because mm. you're still not expecting it at the same time yeah but again the sound <laughs> <laughs> Um, an interesting thing about shock and suspense and or the use of jump scares is that a, a good jump scare should be used early to make you fear something and then not you doesn't need to be used again. So it first does it to frighten you and then later every time you see it or every time you hear it, that makes you scared. You don't need more jump scares. Yeah. Um, so I felt with the bullet coming through the the hull of the boat, it was like the first time you hear it, it's this surprise and it really shakes you because, as you said, it's super loud, especially for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it really shocks everyone. And then every time you see those holes in the in the, the bullet hole in the wall, you're like, oh, yeah. don't happen again, don't happen again. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they wouldn't show it. Yeah, and sometimes they don't show it. And you're like, oh, now the tension's really building. So, yeah, yeah that's just a bit about the suspense. I do I do think this is because we were sitting very close and I don't think it would have been as bad if we were sitting a bit back because I've had word from people who were out, well, were in a different cinema, probably in a higher position than we were, who didn't, who actually who like really enjoyed the sound. Yeah. Um, I'll quote a, char- a recurring character in our show, Grace. Hi, Grace. Who didn't, who didn't see it with us, but she's... She said... She saw it with us in spirit. We saw yeah. it at the same... <laughs> we saw it at the same hour, pretty much. Yeah. Her quote is, the whole movie was like Chris Nolan being like, I'm so good that my sound, movement, and cinematography are the real characters because he because the characters didn't talk that yeah, much at all. True. They were, they were essentially nameless as well. <laughs> they were. Cillian Murphy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was credited as um Shivering Soldier. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, with with Grace's point, with the sound being the characters, see it kind of clashes with the fact that when there was characters speaking with dialogue mm. The, like it was I don't know if it was deliberately mixed in a way that it was really difficult to hear what they were saying mm-hmm. did you find that yeah I definitely found every, that every time there was a sentence that I understood from start to finish I was like relieved yeah. I was like oh I actually got to hear it that it was very bassy and I do wonder again if that was because we were sitting so close because when you're watching the trailer um, it sounds great you can, it? you can hear everything they say I, <laughs> that's so great I, I wish I had that experience but here's another hot bit about the trailer Ooh. <laughs> um, hot trivia news right here the, the trailer is good in the aspect it does not reveal what the sound and f- feel like is in the actual movie it has moments of silence and it has moments of tick tock tick tock tick tock building suspense it's its own building of suspense within the trailer yeah in the movie it is not like this sometimes it's silent when it's you know down and sometimes it's just tick tock and you can hear everything in the movie it's just like War is happening all around you. It is bang, 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 yeah. pew, 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 bomb, bomb, bomb. And a constant, constant soundtrack. There's, I don't think there was ever a moment without soundtrack until yep. the very last second when the character gets on the train, puts his 
pillow onto the side and falls asleep, falls asleep. and then it finally goes silent. It's the only time it's silent in the whole mm-hmm. movie. As you said before, there's the the ticketing talk of a TikTok clock. Yeah. Um, is it true that that was throughout the whole film? I reckon it was. Oh, because it, I only it, noticed it as it stopped, but I didn't hear it come in. And I'm trying. I I listen to sounds more than the average. It was definitely human. there during the opening scene. Okay, so maybe um, it was there the whole time. Then it's possible that during like the big battle scenes, it wasn't there because they had other other music. Yeah, going but it, on. it could have actually still been there. It was it just drowned out. There, yeah. One issue I had because the plot was occasionally. A little difficult to follow only because you were unaware of when exactly this was occurring. Yep. And one one issue I have is when they were escaping, they were they were trapped in this fishing boat, and it eventually you you were under the impression that Germans are outside actually shooting into it, and they're stuck inside, and they don't want to get out because the Germans will shoot them. And then the tide eventually rises, and they're sinking in this boat now. Yep. And you see them sink, and you see one of the characters drown. Mm-hmm. And then later you see two of the boys now swimming towards the civilian boat or they're out at sea now. Yeah. And so that, that time jump was a bit jarring and I was like, ah, but how did they, how did they get out? If they've, they've escaped the boat, I understand. And then they've swum to a boat out at the sea or something. Yeah. I anyway, suppose, the... I suppose there was a lot of time, like there was yeah. supposed to be a week in between there somewhere. Maybe, maybe Christopher Nolan just wanted to tick off the the criteria box of it being a Nolan film and it had to be confusing in terms of timelines in some capacity. <laughs> so he just did that. He was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to make this confusing somehow. Yeah. How am I going to do it? I I'll just thought get it was Tom a... Hardy in the plane. Yeah. I thought it was a bit, um, a bit annoying considering the whole issue everyone, every single soldier on that beach was having was how the hell do we get off this beach? And the explanation for those two characters was they swam probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil for you because you don't know whether this has been received well or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just say, like, people are liking it. Mm-hmm. But so it, it kind of makes me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't necessarily agree <laughs> that much. Okay. I like, I real I did like it so much, but I thought the first, like, the first maybe half an hour was really annoying. Oh, really? Like, yeah, just for me as an audience member, I was annoyed at things that was happening. Oh, wow. I was annoyed that the sound was too loud and I was like I don't want to go through two hours of this mm-hmm. and I did but I was just I just found myself thinking oh so now they're on another boat and there's been an attack so now they're off it and now they're swimming somewhere else mm-hmm. and then oh now they're on another boat because they found the other boat and sometimes the people on the boat are like happy to pick them up and sometimes they're not Oh, now those bombs have <laughs> happened and now they're off the boat so they're swimming again and now they're back on the pier and I don't know. I was just I, f- <laughs> I found myself just thinking like this is actually repetitive. But then once you c- learn to know the characters and actually progress is being made from these three good boys, mm. that's when it started to pick up. But for the first half hour, you don't you're not getting character development because you don't know who they are. You're not hearing them speak to each other. They're not devising plans. Mm. That that storyline of those three boys yeah. for the first half hour, I was like annoyed at. And oh, really? It got better. Oh wow! Because Could... you learned who they were, and they were actually getting somewhere. I think I'm the exact opposite. The moment I saw him come down to the beach, and then he met with the who was later revealed to be a German who was disguising himself as an Englishman only so he can leave the war. Yeah. I thought the fact that they didn't even speak to each other, and then they went on this mission to deliver a a fallen soldier to a to a 
escape boat. Yeah. I thought the whole scene, and even though, yeah, they didn't speak much, I don't know, I thought the amazing of the rule of show, don't tell, and... Yeah, of course. But I thought... I don't know. I I felt it did develop their characters. From, from like, that... Because that bit wasn't repeated Mm. three or four times, that was fine. Mm. I liked that as well. But, yeah, just from it being, like, boat jumping to... Oh, another really loud noise, and they're hurting and they're swimming. That was when it's like from from the point when the they actually did r- recover that body to the boat when that boat blew up, and then they met Harry Styles for the first time mm-hmm. until maybe when they were on the beach about to get into that that boat that was beached. Yeah, it was just kind of the same thing over and over. But the bit before that, that wasn't something that was repeated three or four times, mm. which was good. I did like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I I just felt um, the fact that their plans kept getting foiled, which, you know, it's yeah. obviously going to, because they have to do two hours. <laughs> I don't know. I felt that just, it just felt like hell on beach. And especially when Cillian Murphy was saying, please don't go to Dunkirk. Please don't go back there. Look there. What does that look like? Don't go there. It's, it's, it's the worst. And I was like, oh yeah, that place is hell. And that's why every time something kept happening to them. I was just like, this is what it was like. Probably this yeah. is just a soldier's a living hell for these, like all these really young guys. And I, I was, I was happy Nolan cast like really young looking people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They weren't these buff people that were calling 17 or calling 18. They looked really young. Uh, let's do a, let's do a score and a, and a trailer score. Yep. You start please. I was incredibly pleased with the movie. Glad I didn't watch that. Definitely that extended trailer. I didn't. the The first trailer that was released was, I would say, pretty good. There were a couple things in it, such as uh, in the trailer they had a an inside of a boat and someone shouted torpedo and then it, um, oh yeah, it blew up. In the movie, you just see this thing in the water coming towards. Someone shouts torpedo, but you don't see it impact, and then it just goes. The camera goes inside the boat, and then it yeah, it all looks like a snake. So <laughs> did you it? did you know that by the way that that boat was gonna get torpedoed? Did you remember that from the trailers that a um, torpedo would go off? Yes. Mm. Um, but I I was surprised to see the actual shot from it um being outside. Okay. But right. yeah, because I, I think in the trailer as well they made it look less brutal than what it did. Because I remember being quite like, oh my god! Like even though I knew that torpedo was coming and it looked like a snake. Yeah. It did. Uh, <laughs> but it still was so loud and like just. I still was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Gave me a heart attack. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I, I did know, but it was different technically still. Yeah. I would give that first trailer, like, a, a distinction, a D. I think don't if you're going to watch the extended ones, it shows a lot of the other plot lines, even though it doesn't give a lot of the story. So maybe, like, a C for the other ones. Um, and I'll give the movie a HD. I'm shivering to call it possibly my favourite movie of the year over Baby Driver mm. so far. Which wow. I know you disagree with, but that's okay. So what do you think? It's not that I disagree. Like, I understand that it's it was really excellent, and mm. Nolan did things with the camera that I've never seen before, and okay. just the cinematography, the grit of it, the feel of it was so, so well done. Mm. But, yeah, I just... I Because I didn't know whether it was going to get more interesting than what the first half hour was okay. to me. I was just like, please don't let this just be... <laughs> two hours worth of them boat hopping, which kind of, it did become that, mm. but it was more and more interesting once you realise un- and understand yeah. who the fighter, like, who the pilot is and who yeah. the person driving the boat towards Dunkirk is. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I eventually started to care and really started to enjoy it. So for the like for the seventy five percent of the film, yeah. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a. Can I can I give like D pluses? High D. Yeah, but I don't want to say high D because that literally stands for high. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> distinction. <laughs> okay, D plus then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll give both the uh, the movie and the trailers D pluses. Okay. Um. Again, with the with the trailers, that's just because. I mean, well, actually, I might want to. I might even want to give it a HD because it didn't spoil too much. Okay. It got me inc- incredibly excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was finding like even though there were shots that were in the trailer, like with the torpedo, that was presented differently in mm. the film. So that's really all you need to. If a movie is good, then it shows off the best bits of it without showing too much of it, and that's what happened. So, yeah. high distinction for the trailer. Yeah, it just a, felt it, a distinction the, plus for the movie. Yeah, the whole movie just felt like you're just watching this happen. No one's talking to the viewer about anything. You're just watching what happened happen again. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, man, I I, I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna regret all that. Like I just <laughs> I just I was. When I was actually sitting there watching it, I was bored at bits. Okay. Not bored because it's so loud and you can't be bored. <laughs> but just... Uh, Maybe I, we'll... I know I'm going to regret saying that. I understand that the characters were great. <laughs> I understand that the location... I understand that the timelines was interesting and it was satisfying mm. when they all started to come together. Mm. It was satisfying when they were off the island. It was mm. satisfying when everyone was cheering. Yeah. It's all good. Mm. It's all excellent. It's all fucking audio motifs <laughs> i love them yeah. and if there was a ticking clock throughout the entire movie then that's awesome yeah i know i'm gonna regret giving that a distinction plus but i just i can't <laughs> i can't sell myself like i have to give myself the respect i deserve and put my <laughs> put my thought onto the podcast and that thought was at half an hour in thinking i'm just disappointed in this so far okay. don't let it be this <laughs> but because it changed to it not being that mm. then that's why it ended up being it like if you get a, a distinction plus in a in an assignment <laughs> at, in the university that we go to you're happy with that aren't you yeah, yeah i'm sure happy yeah but people are calling it a masterpiece and giving it five stars that, is it that i would call it that but i don't know <laughs> like it, i understand why it can be conceived as that but i just <laughs> i had that feeling that this is annoying me at the moment it's, it's possible, you know, it's okay not to like a film. <laughs> it's possible you just don't, you just, it's just not your thing. No, it makes me think I'm dumb. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, I mean, I like history more than you. I know about... Nerd? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know about World War Two more than you do. You do. Um, You know, it's possible you just don't like it. You don't like the subject. But I did. Matter. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, okay. And Harry Styles was good. And I love Harry Styles. It's okay not to like something, buddy. I you, like you, it. You can say you hate it. No, I'll right, never. You heard it here first. Scott, Scott really didn't like Dunkirk. <laughs> Ollie, let's play The Fruit is Acute. The Fruit is Acute definitely today because I'm going to get them all bloody right. Would you like to explain what The Fruit is Acute is? You give me five or so Rotten Tomato scores. Yep, it's five uh, Sorry, you, you tell me movies and i got to guess the Rotten Tomato score within 5%. And if I'm not, I'm a big silly. And if I do, <laughs> I I own the show. 
Oh, okay. So that, next week you can sit behind the uh, the presenter's desk. Yeah, no, yeah. I just own the show and I <laughs> I'm in charge of all monetization and uh, I pre- all the ben- all the pro- uh, proceeds go to me. There will be literally no change. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start off. Let's see if you can. Um, let's see if you can get the uh, the the theme that is happening in these okay, fruits. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wonder if you can get it from this first one. What did the Dark Knight get? Oh, the Dark Knight got. I'm going to say oh, yeah. 95. Oh, yeah. You'd be bloody... Hey. Correct. Hey, you bloody hell, you did it. It's 94. Nice, nice, nice. See, nice, I was nice. surprised to see only a couple of days ago that The Dark Knight was that big. Oh. In fact, one of the... um Some uh, movie reviewing website had it as their number three top movie of all time oh, wow. behind like the godfather and something else yeah, it's super popular i do, i know well i know it's popular <laughs> ollie but i didn't know it was considered a like a masterpiece yes definitely it is um i get i'm guessing your other films are going to be maybe nolan's oh uh, we will just wait oh, and see well, let's have a look um um what did the prestige get <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joke there is, ladies and gentlemen, is that is also a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> what did the Prestige get? Ooh. It's not one of his better ones. He's not like well known, I suppose. Well, not as well known. Even the very, even very the good. trailers for um, Dunkirk had like from the guy that brought you into Stella, yeah, and the Dark Knights, yeah, um, and the I'll other ones. Say it got maybe like eighty five. <laughs> you idiot! No, oh. uh, no, it, it got seventy six. Oh really? Yeah, it's that low. What, a, what an absolute failure of a director! I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, that's terrible. Nah, the prestige was amazing. But go on. So now that we've had this discussion, you know various um, different viewpoints on this film. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think the uh, the score is for Dunkirk? Uh, I reckon it's ninety above. Uh, ninety above what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus, your jokes, your comedy, your Scott stand-up comedy, Martin. You really. <laughs> You're really making the crowd <laughs> lol here. Um, let's go with 96. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 92%. Ah, okay. Um, I had to count my fingers then to see if that Are was... Are you telling me Dunkirk is less than Spider-Man Homecoming? Um, well, there might have been updates. Let me have a quick look. Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming's got 93%. Mm, it's understandable. I guess Sp- Marvel movies please more than a... Than a war film. Yep. <laughs> Spider-Man's just a better movie. Let's move oh. on. No, I probably won't believe that in two weeks. <laughs> All right, what do you think my next one's going to be? Probably Inception. Okay. What did uh, One Direction's uh, documentary, <laughs> This Is Us, get? Oh, God. <laughs> Can I say, I think it's maybe like 61. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was 63. Oh, yes. I can't believe that you... You didn't even second guess that. No. I, I remember seeing that film No, we never time. saw it. We definitely saw no. it. We definitely saw it. No, we in did. the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're big Re- One Direction fans here at Ignorance Is This Podcast. Recurring um, guest slash host Grace was also there with us. Yeah, because... Nah, yeah. there's no reason why. <laughs> She's a big fan of the of the styles, as of both of us. Yeah. Um, and finally, because I, I I stick to, I stick to five here. What did the um? See, we're changing this from Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sorry, but there isn't a Rotten Tomatoes score for this. Oh wow. So let's change it to um within, um try to get within one because the rating is out of ten. Okay. So one up within or below. One. 
of uh, it's in the IMDb rating. So there's a there's a freaking clue <laughs> for what it's gonna be. Um, Six to seven, right? The um, the One Direction starred iCarly episode I Go One Direction. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was just thinking of things that Harry Styles has acted in. Yeah, wow, it took a really big turn. Boy, <laughs> I would have not a clue where to start, but if IMDb is anything to go from, we mm. can say it's like maybe seven. It's 7.5! Yay! Yay! Very nice. It's an episode of iCarly and it's gotten a higher rating than pretty much any of the movies that you know and love. <laughs> God, I hate that website. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's a pretty good track record for not only Christopher Nolan, but also Harry Styles. <laughs> He's never gotten below 63%. I, I love that, yeah. Okay, well... You see, isn't it funny that Dunkirk is considered a masterpiece and it's starring Harry Styles? Yeah. Isn't that just a testament? Like, he did well enough that people are saying this will go down in history. Yeah, it's, it's, it is early to call it a masterpiece. I don't know how early you're allowed to call something a masterpiece. No, I, if, you, if you type in the word Dunkirk at the moment, the top reviewing things are saying, um, I think it was the like West Australian or something posted mm. an article a couple hours ago that said Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk is a five star masterpiece. Excellent. Excellent. Sure. I, lo- I love when people just make bold claims right from the get go. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, let's discuss what we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah, next week we're not going to be going to the cinema. No, we are running out of money. <laughs> running out of money, running out of films that we want to go to the cinema for. We don't want to see Despicable Me 3. Oh, well, for half of us, maybe not want to go see it. No, <laughs> no I'm not involved. I liked the first one, though. I uh, actually we, thought it was We won't be fun. paying money to Sony to see uh, the Emoji movie. As as fun as it might be to trash it, <laughs> Yeah, I just don't give money to them in the first place. That's the best way to say nope. I them. couldn't get through the trailer when wow. I was watching it. I oh, turned wow. it off. I, I actually hated it. <laughs> so what So what are we going to be we discussing? We are going to be watching... I, I don't know what this is yet, so... That's the drum roll in my sound... Reservoir Dogs! Yay! You finally get it to watch it. My favourite movie that I haven't seen yet. I asked you... I like I quizzed you on things you know about a couple of Tarantino films, a couple other films. Yeah. And surprisingly, you didn't know. You probably knew less about Reservoir Dogs than most of the films. So that's what I'm going to give you. Yeah, cool. You don't know much about it. You know this... very little. <laughs> <laughs> many, 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 many months ago, I'd say upwards of a year, maybe six, uh, 12 months ago, mm-hmm. as, as a YouTuber, I don't even know who it is anymore, they uploaded a video called Tarantino's Shot Stolen or Homage. Yeah. About tar- uh, about Reservoir Dogs, right. and I've had it on my watch later list. It is the first thing on my watch later list. It's been sitting there for a year because <laughs> I don't want to spoil myself for the actual movie. This entire <laughs> podcast has been based around you convincing me enough to finally get around to watching that, so I can tick it off my freaking watch later list. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you're finally going to get to. Yeah, we'll talk about. I love your, a Tarantine. I- your ignorance in not knowing anything about Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I'm a big idiot. All I know is I haven't something... even seen most Tarantino films, mostly. You've seen Django, you've seen Hateful Eight. Is that right? Is that yep. It? He did a one recently again, hadn't he? No, nope, that's that... it. Hateful oh. Eight was his recent one. Um, Wow, is that all? Yeah. Jesus. Django and his Hateful Eight are the most two recent. Yeah, I know, but like, is that all I've seen? His next film is going to be about the Manson family. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, and it's going to have... I think it's Brad Pitt and... Uh, I think maybe Jennifer Lawrence... It's, it's okay. interesting. It's an interesting right. cast. All right. Yeah. I'm not happy with that so far. He always has weird, like, yeah, yeah, actors he does. in his things, though. Yeah. Like, 
he had Mike Myers in Inglorious Bastards. That's a fun fact. It's very, I, I very re- shortly, but <laughs> that's another thing that I really do want to yeah. get around to watching. Okay, okay. Let's let's plug. Yeah, plug let's, it. Let's put a plug in this old podcast by talking about ways that you can get in contact with us. Yep. Um, if you would like to get in contact via email, if ignorance is this podcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to shoot us a message on facebook or just like the page and share our shit you can go to facebook.com slash ignorance is this podcast as well it's very simple isn't it ollie very simple very easy process and yet i have to double check every week because <laughs> I'm, I'm worried i will mess it up all right well another great episode of ignorance is this down the hatch let's end it as we like to do in recent times I'd love to hear what you've got up your sleeves with a haiku about the film we watched recently so we watched Dunkirk just a simple one here (laughs) I'm a bit concerned with Nolan's covering Tom Hardy's mouth fetish (laughs) (laughs) that's it (laughs) (laughs) goodbye